my brothers and sisters in the Lord, as we gather here on this church and certainly as we celebrate Mother's Day today, I was thinking about that whole image of the mother being a reflection of God's love. And I was doing some research on this whole kind of idea and this whole notion. I came across this little article that sort of asked different questions of second graders. And the questions had to relate to mothers. And I just want to share a few with you this morning. I thought they were kind of cute. The first question was this. Why did God make mothers? Why did God make mothers? Now remember, this is second graders who are giving these answers. One child said this. She is the only one who knows where the scotch tape is. <laughs> Why did God make mothers? Mostly to clean the house. And I'll give you one more. Why did God make mothers? To help us out so we, when we were born, we could get out of there. <laughs> Here was the second question. What would, it make, what would it take to make your mother perfect? What would it take to make your mother perfect? One child said this. On the inside, she is already perfect. Isn't that beautiful? On the inside, she is already perfect. On the outside, I think some plastic surgery would do. <laughs> and one more, what would make your mom perfect? Diet. You know, her hair. I diet purple. Kids say the darndest things. But certainly, my brothers and sisters, as we gather here this day, we recall that our moms, in many ways, have been our first teachers in the faith and the reflection of God's love to us. It reminds me of a story when I was in kindergarten, first day of school. Now you have to remember, I'm an only child. And so it was the first day of school, and back 35 years ago, the first day of school was pretty much kindergarten. They didn't have all the pre-Ks and everything else. So it was the first day of school. Now the first day of school, I did not want to go to school. I did not want to leave my mother as she pushed me into the classroom. And I was hanging on to her leg. And then she did something. She took off her wedding ring. And she placed her wedding ring down in my sock next to my shoe where my foot was. And she said to me that during this day, whenever you walk, I want you to feel that ring pushing on your foot. And when you feel the ring pushing on your foot, I want you to remember two things. The first is this. I love you, and it's all going to be all right. And the second thing I want you to remember is that I'm coming back for you. And I still remember this to this day, because I don't know how many people would leave their wedding ring behind with a five-year-old. Come to find out later, I think it was only zirconian, but we'll see. But for me, my brothers and sisters, at five years old, it was a great comfort. And I think of that story because when you look at the cross, my brothers and sisters, God is really telling us the same thing. When we look at the cross, God is telling us that he loves us and that it's all going to be okay, whatever it is in our life. And he's also telling us that he promises to come back for us on the second coming.
for those who are faithful in the vineyard. It's that whole image that we celebrate today on this Good Shepherd Sunday. What if a wonderful day to celebrate Mother's Day on Good Shepherd Sunday because Jesus is the Good Shepherd who cares for the flock. We see that in the readings today. In the Gospel, very clearly right at the beginning, Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice, I know them and they follow me. The great love of the Lord, the great promise that it's all going to be all right, whatever it is that is heavy on our hearts this day. And what does Jesus say next? And I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. The promise of new and everlasting life. The promise of the kingdom that this world is not all there is. We also see it in our second reading from the book of Revelation. For the Lamb who is at the center of the throne will shepherd them. The whole image of shepherding. I remember my brothers and sisters, those of you who go back a while may remember a priest by the name of Monsignor Lorio. I got to know Monsignor Lorio relatively well, well because when I was first ordained, he was in retirement and he lived with us at St. Clement. And anytime there was the gospel that had to do with the good shepherd or the sheep, I remember Monsignor Lorio saying, you know, we're just like the sheep and we are pretty dumb because sheep are dumb. And you know, my brothers and sisters, while that may sound harsh, in reality, there's a lot of truth there. Because we do a lot of dumb things. We follow the way of sin instead of the way of virtue. We go our own way along the wide path rather than following the narrow road that leads to eternal life. But no matter what we do, the Good Shepherd continues to seek us out. He continues to look for us. He continues to call us by name and bring us back into the fold. Those two great promises, I love you and it's all going to be okay, and I'm coming back for you. And then, my brothers and sisters, if we look at that second reading from the book of Revelation, how does it end? And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Now, my brothers and sisters, I find that is a very profound verse, that God will wipe away every tear from our eyes. That's what it means to be the good shepherd. It's sort of the image of that mother when the child falls down and the child comes running to the mother and the mother puts the child in her lap and it's only a little scratch but the child is like in hysterics and there's the mother wiping away the tears. And what does the mother usually say? It's gonna be fine, it's gonna be okay. You see my friends, that's what God does in our life each day as the Good Shepherd. Because oftentimes, our brothers and sisters, we have to recognize that life is hard at times. Life is often very difficult. There are some hurts that only God can heal. There are some losses that only God can fill. There are some things in our life, my brothers and sisters, that you don't have the answer to, that I don't have the answer to, but only God does. And God says to us, trust in me, and he will wipe away every tear. And oftentimes, our brothers and sisters, as we trust in him, as we know that the Lord will wipe away every tear as the good shepherd, then we too are called to wipe away the tears of others. Because oftentimes, our brothers and sisters, when life gets hard, even in our own lives or in the lives of someone who is close to us, we oftentimes, as human beings, we try to find solutions. How are we going to fix it? And my brothers and sisters, if you've lived long enough, you know there are some things that you can't fix. 
There are some things, my brothers and sisters, that only God can fix. And so what do we do? We offer words of encouragement, we offer our prayerful solidarity, and we trust in the Lord. And many times, my brothers and sisters, it is in doing that that we see a profound change in people's lives. I remember a young man, his name was Dylan, or his name is Dylan. And a few years ago, at about 17 years old, Dylan was diagnosed with cancer. And it was a very aggressive form of cancer. And when he was first diagnosed, he was brought to the hospital as being 17 years old. The doctors explained exactly what he had, exactly the course of treatment, that he was going to lose his hair, that he was going to bloat his body. And certainly, Dylan became very depressed. And I remember his aunt, who lived out of town, she wanted to cheer Dylan up. And so she sent him a bouquet to the hospital. It was one of those candy bouquets sort of like flowers, but the candy was made to look like flowers. And she sent it to the hospital. And when Dylan opened it, he opened the card, and the first card was from his aunt. But there was a card behind it. And when he opened that card, he began to read it. And it said something like this. Dear Dylan, I want you to know that I work for the flower shop that put together this arrangement. And I also want you to know that I was diagnosed with the same form of cancer that you had when I was 12 years old. But I want to tell you that I'm praying for you, and I know that God is going to provide for you, because now I am 30 years old and cancer-free. God never lets us down. You see, my brothers and sisters, that meant more to that young man than all the medical equipment that was worth millions of dollars around him than the 200 years of knowledge combined with the doctors and the nurses and the surgeons, because it words of hope and words of prayer and words of trust that the Lord was going to provide, that he is the good shepherd. Because you see, my brothers and sisters, in the end, as God wipes away tears, so too are we called to wipe away tears as well. And the only way we can do that, my brothers and sisters, is when we reach out to others in love. And when we do that, my friends, oftentimes it's very difficult. I love this little quote that I'll share with you from C.S. Lewis when it comes to reaching out to others in love. He writes this, to love it all is to be vulnerable. Love anything and your heart will certainly be wrung and possibly be broken. If you want to make sure of keeping it intact, you must give your heart to no one. Wrap it carefully around with hobbies and little luxuries. Avoid all entanglements. Lock it up safe in the casket or the coffin of your selfishness. But in the casket, safe, dark, motionless, and airless, it will change. Your heart will not be broken. It will become unbreakable, impenetrable, irredeemable. The only place outside of heaven where you can be perfectly safe from all the dangers of love is hell. You see, my brothers and sisters, to love as Jesus does, it's very risky. But that's the call of the gospel, to be able to reach out to others in the same love that the Lord Jesus reaches out to us. As we look at the cross this day, my friends, whatever we bring to the Lord Jesus and we lay at the foot of the cross, our heartaches, our sorrows, 
our family problems, our financial problems, our problems in school, our problems at work, whatever it is, do we hear the Good Shepherd say, I love you, trust me, it's going to be fine. And on the last day, I'm coming back. Because you see, my friends, if we trust in that, then we come to realize the beauty of our faith.